start. Sooners of Oklahoma, 12-0, and still looking for respect nationwide. What's going on, good people? Uh, man, just excited. You know, obviously, every time we play on Saturday, I got to end the thing talking about my 10 thoughts, letting you guys know how I'm feeling and, and what's going on in the Sooner Nation. And yes, it's Wednesday. It's been five days since we beat the brakes off of, we didn't beat the brakes. We won a hard, a hard fought victory against Texas. And uh, feels good to be on that side of a W for a couple of reasons, right? It validates the offense. It validates the defense. It validates the culture shift that we've all been seeking and searching for. But it also validates that Oklahoma is back in the place where we truly desire, which is a real blue blood. That was a game that was a clash of titans. Those teams didn't have huge holes. Those teams didn't have a ton of weak links. It wasn't like the Caleb one where they beat us for the first half and we came back and beat them the second half, but we still felt like there were some there were some holes that we, some deficiencies, right? That we need to fix. That was a clean game by and large. Right? We have mono we mono, you know, their ugly ass orange versus our crispy, clean, beautiful white on white uniforms. Uh, and, and guys were playing heads up, and and it was beautiful to see, you know, Oklahoma dominate that game. Oklahoma dominate the turnover battle. Oklahoma dominate with physicality. Oklahoma be the team that was least penalized, which means we were playing quicker and tougher, right? Ladies and gentlemen, Coach V was being true to his word. BV told us he was going to bring that physicality, that dog, back to OU, and and. Uh, I'll tell you what else it validates. It validates that Lincoln Riley is toxic. He left shit. He ran out of town like a thief in the night because he said you couldn't recruit to Oklahoma the caliber of players you needed to. Well, I'm here to tell you guys, we've out-recruited them every year. Uh, we've got a cache of defensive talent coming in. Last time I checked, they were having people uh, decommit. And and if I had to pick a defense uh, this season between that one and USC, I, I, I don't think anybody in the country would, would have a, a long decision to make. It's a pretty easy decision to say at the University of Oklahoma, they play defense with bad intentions. And so I, I want to let you guys know we're taking 10 steps in the right direction. I love seeing a lot of the things that we're doing correctly. Uh, and I'm going to dive into what the hell I'm thinking about going into our bye week. Number one, quarterback. If I had flowers, physical flowers, I'd be waving them in my hands right now because Dylan earns everything, everything that he got on Saturday. I love to see the young man get laid. I love seeing that he had blood all over his uniform, letting people know he laid it out on the line. I love that he created a new record, 250 yards passing with over 100 yards rushing and a TD in the air and a TD with his feet. I love the fact that when they scored and there was 75 seconds left in the game and they kicked a field goal, he did it Joe Montana style. I'm going to go and get the game winning touchdown to put our team back in a position to be where they belong. Just from start to finish, the first possession to the last possession and everything in between, um, kid played like guts. And here's the beautiful thing. It wasn't a perfect game. Right. I remember like the 03, 04 season. Who remembers seeing J-Dub have perfect games, like pretty much five TDs in the first three quarters? Like, dang, like, you know, 73 or whatever the hell they scored against A&M. 
And, and it was just like, you know, a game that looked easy or who remembers Sam Bradford, right? Sam had some games where he just, by the way, against some really good competition where Sam just was just light years ahead of everybody else. And it was perfect. Dylan's game wasn't perfect, but he did everything we needed him to do to get it done. Uh, shout out to Dylan for being El Capitan. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him can maintain that consistency the rest of the year. I've said it since last year. I will officially become a fan the Monday after that game. And to me, I feel like he and the rest of those guys deserve it. I'm on the, I'm on the train, baby. I'm on the fandom train. It doesn't have to be on bandwagon because I'm a sooner too. But I'm absolutely 100% committed to him. The puppy needs to sit, wait his turn. Dylan has earned the right to be the unquestioned leader. And some of you guys may say, I felt that way all year. He did not play that good this whole year. Let's not kid ourselves. The kid's getting better. He's getting closer to his ceiling. He's reaching higher levels. And let's all appreciate that. I know I do. Second thing I'm thinking, we talk about the offensive line and some of the issues they've had over the year. Um, it, 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 it looks to me they had their best game of the season. When it mattered the most, they played well. Number one, you're talking about a very formidable pass rush. I believe they got to uh, the, the the Milrow kid from Alabama four or five times. Guys, Dylan has no sacks. Pass game when we need to throw the ball. Dylan's moving around in the pocket and his presence and, and, and all that stuff looked pretty good, right? But those five hogs up front protected their man. I, I thought it was kind of... Uh, um, I thought I was being kind of simpy initially, like, yo, they played really well. But again, you go back and you watch the film and and guys like, uh, you know, obviously they talk about Everett and what he was able to do and Rouse and what he was able to do and Guyton and what he was able to do in the puppy green playing left guard the majority of the game and, and really being a presence as a very true freshman. I believe uh, as we transition into the second half of the season, those guys are going to step up and take their game to a new level because they've got a new layer of confidence. They're going to find a match with the running backs. Keep the running backs short and street, short and sweet with my third thing. We need to improve. We need to improve. Right, Ty, we salute to that young man. Uh, Barry had him as his gorilla and as player of the game, and, and he made some tough, tough plays. But we need more consistency, and we need, we need more explosive plays out of the running back. There's no question about it. Um, not going to be labor or talk negative about any of those guys because I think they know better, but we've got to improve. All right. If, if there was one weak link on the offensive side of the ball, I'd say it's our ability to run the ball. And I don't blame the majority of that on the line. The line is not perfect, but damn it, we got running back. So you, you know, somebody posted this question and, and, and I'm not trying to knock people guys. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm being an, an, an a-hole, uh, but what running backs in the last 25 years do you take this crew over? Think about, I mean, hell, 99, we have Michael Thornton and Reggie Skinner, right? DP goes on to the NFL, right? That's probably a crew where we take this, this community ahead of. But don't forget, 99, Q is introduced. Q plays from Missouri on. And Q immediately comes out the gates and gives us, gives us some, some uh, about the fresh air. But what what year can you think of that the running back core, this this core is more talented than I can't I don't know that I can think of one. All right, you got the Finch and 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 you know some of those guys you know um, the kid from San Diego, but man that kid was guts when we needed him to be, and he was playing with some other really talented players, right? Like 
this core, they need to take it personal. And I'm talking to Barnes, I'm talking to Majors, I'm talking to Chuck, I'm to Ty Wee, I'm talking to all them boys. Like, take it personal to say, hey, man, we're not going to be the reason we don't get this thing done. Running backs, you got to improve, keep it short and sweet, just keeping it a dollar with you, right? Sooner the sooner, let's get better. On the other side of the coin is wide receivers. I, I love this crew. I love this core. My favorite core has been known for years to be the 03, the 04, 03, 04 crew. That crew, I don't care. I mean, you know, they didn't have the top shelf first round draft picks of, of, um, Hollywood and CD, but when you got a first rounder, three fourth rounders or three third rounders and a ton of guys that played real good football for years, that that crew is special, right? I think this community, I think this core has the ability to be as good, if not better. We could have a first rounder in the crew. We'll see what happens, right? With all these guys we expect to return and come back aside from Drake, Drake. Um, but we've got fast ones, long ones. And in this game, man, they made plays. Farouk was a man amongst boys. Shout out to him for just leveling up and being a big dog in those communities. Shout out to Anthony for playing well until his injury came. Um, shout out to Drake for just being so clutch, right? A kid, kid who's been in this game, you know, four or five times, made key catches in this game and key catches in yesteryears. Right. Uh, Freeman got himself a nice little big play in there. And I was good to see it. And then, of course, you got Anderson and all he does is catch touchdowns. And that's all he does. Right. The ball comes his way. He's catching a touchdown. And, uh, you know, we've 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 got the goods to go out there and be one of the very best cores in America. And that's what I believe. Ohio State's up there. USC is up there. Texas's crew is up there. You got to put Oklahoma in that bunch. You got to. And it'd be good to see which one of those guys continues to level up, get better, and uh, do what they need to do to continue to be successful. Give a special shout out to Stoggs, right? This is a season where Stoggs has kind of felt like damaged goods and, you know, kind of a shell of himself. That's kind of a negative way to say it, but we know what the Stoggs is that we've seen in the years past versus the Stoggs in the first five games leading up to this game. He made some key plays. And I'd even say the play on fourth down where we miss him is chemistry and a bad ball from the quarterback more so than it's an issue of him. Stoggs does exactly what he needs to do. DG needs to just play catch and put it on him. He's a huge target. Put it on his upfield shoulder and let's go get the first down and put the game one nice sooner. But of course it made for sooner magic to, to, to add the drama, you know what I'm saying? To put the defense in a position to, to let those guys know we're going to have your back. And then of course to put, to put DG in a position to go win the game with the offense. Stogs, I want to just give you a special shout out. I'm thinking about you. Uh, you came up big in some plays that mattered in this game, and they were the difference between winning and losing. D-line, right? I feel like the D-line uh, has always been kind of like a token this season. Oh, they're playing well. They're playing above their means. They're kind of blue collar, you know, B, B average guys. I'm here to tell you, I ain't a B average guy and nothing in life. That's what's up. So I, I felt like, you know, when I was saying that, I was just, you know, giving them some props, but not to the level of meeting expectation or exceeding expectation. They were right at the cusp of meeting. However, they even proved. I remember when I used to talk about the running back group and the D-line group as the two weaknesses of the team. Guys, the D-line is not a weakness. Both was out there kicking ass. 
uh, uh, Ethan Downs is out there trying to kill. Man, if you don't, Ethan, if you ever hear this, bro, calm your tail down. We almost got a damn penalty for that, for the shenanigans you did, shaking yourself in front of the queue. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a whole lot. But we can't afford the penalty. And if it wasn't Texas, I believe we're playing anyone but Texas. That flag is thrown. But since the conference hates them just a little bit more than they hate us, they didn't flag us and I can live with it. By the way, it's going to be a phenomenal picture, video, whatever you want to do for the rest of your career. Just don't do it again. All right. That that kind of behavior can get a speed. But you're playing well, son. Two sacks, uh, popping off the screen. Really good. Bothway popping off the screen. Terry popping off the screen. Cohen Kelly, strong and solid. And by the way, I want to give a special shout out to Lacey, man. Lacey was injured early in the season. Dude, you've come in and been a factor. Some of the glue on that defense, man. I see you, young lad. I see you out there doing your thing. PJ coming off the edge, young pup. RMT, hopefully this week is a week you can really get healthy so we can see uh, the player that you've been uh, at, at your max potential. But that is a group that truly is getting it done by committee. And I would say leaders are emerging and guys that are going to be uh, on the cusp of all conference dudes. Definitely some of you guys are making waves and making names for yourself. I look forward to seeing you guys the second half of the season. Backers. Uh, by the way, I think it's safe to assume now Dayson is a backer. Let's let's I mean, maybe he has Cheetah as his designation in, in the depth chart, but he's a backer. Um, just a strong day. Right. If my biggest critique is Canik had 13 tackles and was a little lost on some of the action stuff and you know, not not perfectly sound in all of his fits. That's about as much a critique I have. Kid had 13 tackles. I believe he was in on the sack. He was in on the goal line, uh, goal line stand, right? Like these reps are going to serve as very beneficial to his career. I just say during a bye week, continue to improve because there's people right on your, your heels. Kid Lewis is on your heels. And if you have a bad week, don't be surprised if he's taking some of your snaps. And by the way, that's healthy. It's good because the other two positions – Forget about it. When Danny Stutz on on Twitter, it actually Twitter recorded him saying, number one, oh, you only fears God. Number two, Texas fears Oklahoma. Guys, that's Baker Mayfield, Brian Bosworth-esque. That's big time. You go out and say that pregame and you back it up and we win the damn game. Like, if that's not the definition of alpha, I don't know what that that's some Torrance Marshall type stuff. Hey, man, you got my boy quarterback. We here today to get it back. Like, by the way, that's authentic. And when I saw Stud say it, hey, by the way, if you haven't seen it, it's on the OU football Twitter. Go watch it. It's a seven minute video. Um, it's quoting Bosworth and, and, a, and a quote that he made about the team in the in the uh, locker room at the end of the game. And there's a portion of it where they show Stutz talking and he quotes, oh, you only fears God and Texas fears Oklahoma. That's real. When you when I heard him say it, you could feel the conviction. He wasn't playing no games. He wasn't trying to get no, you know, saying social media credit. He was really kicked they ass. And that's who you want as your alpha on defense flanked by Dayson, right? Covering up and making plays with the pup, right? Depth added by Kip makes a key play on that uh, that goal line stand. Those backers, guys, you're playing your hearts out. Uh, by the way, it is not perfect. 
There are there is a lot of room for improvement, but they're making the plays when it matters and they're playing with intensity and physicality. And, and you wouldn't ask for anything less less from a BV defense. What is DMAC thinking? Here's number eight. He gets his own. Just like Stoggs kind of got his own. I had to give Stoggs some love and some credit because you know he's he's kind of he's kind of had a season that we would hope and approved, but I gotta give Gentry credit. You ready? He might be the best player on the defense. Wait, what about Stutz? What about Stutz? What about Stutz? Is it's 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 it's, but but pure raw talent. And and here's the other space, doing your job right every time, guys. He's fundamentally sound. He is physical as hell in the run game. He's locked down in the pass game, and he's turnover hungry. And he's first round talent NFL uh, measurables. So another another debate for another day. My point is, young man, I'm here to tell you, stay humble, stay healthy. Lord knows you missed some of the games, right? And stay positively paranoid and, and you've got bright things in your future. Um, two turnovers, one you forced and then one you recovered. Uh, very physical when they come your way in the run game or pass game or the screen game. Uh, people rarely test you, and when they do, you lock their tails up like you 5-0. Uh, Gentry, man, I just it feels good to be back in a place where you see guys who are probably going to be national award winners, going to be all-conference in the first, second, or third team, all-American, uh, and deservedly so. That's Oklahoma football. It's Oklahoma football. And for him to be, I don't know if he's a sophomore or junior, but uh, a young man who's really taken advantage of his opportunity, right? This is kind of the first year he's had the chance to be the man. And, and he's he's quickly going to a space where we're going to call him another alpha. He's an alpha, right? There's, there's, there's kind of like 1A, 1B, and then there's like bona fide starters, and then there's like dudes, and then there's alphas. Like they're just different, right? Gentry's reaching into that echelon. And by the way, Bowman ain't an alpha. He's a leader. He's a bona fide starter. And that takes me to thought number nine, which is all of the DBs as a community, from Dolby to Bowman to Key Lawrence uh, to Reggie Pearson to Woody on the other side. Again, grown man business. Woody, you've had a hell of a season thus far. Those guys are playing well. By the way, can't forget the pup. The pup has the potential to be an alpha, by the way. Talking about Peyton Bowen. He has the potential to be an alpha. He looks the part. He's got the size. He's making difference maker plays consistency, too. I can't wait to see him get a pick and see what he can do with it when he gets the ball or to pick up a, a, a scoop on a fumble and see what he can do with it. But nine, thought number nine is just watching the defensive backfield and seeing those guys lead the nation in interceptions, come up and hit people in the mouth. Aside from a couple of uncharacteristic plays against Iowa State, uh, be very, very sound in their tackling and their assignment football. Um, just thoroughly impressed. Again, how many years, decades even, it's been over a decade where we've just seen receivers wide open and don't know why. People are 10 yards behind the whole defense and we're all wondering what the hell is going on. Well, we've got a 5'9 corner trying to guard a 6'2 receiver and wondering why we're getting manhandled. Them days is over, baby. 
them days is over. And I got to tell you, the pups coming up, when you're talking about Roe, you're talking about Jacoby, you're talking about Wags, you're talking about some of these guys are bringing in, the days of five, nine and a half, 172 pound corners, unless you are a special, special talent, I believe Peyton's little brother is, is one of those, one of those, you know, in that community, we got length, we've got size, we've got speed. Makes me feel good. Last but not least is number 10. Uh, and that's just really talking about the game. The game itself, guys, you have to, number one, if you never get a chance to play in a game, which I imagine most of you won't, you got to go at least once. You've got to be in the arena. You've got to see what it feels like to be half burn orange, half crimson, and essentially watch that game unfold where at any given moment, half the stadium is in a pure uproar and half the stadium is church mouse quiet. I posted something on my Twitter yesterday. Uh, I don't know who who captured it, but somebody has the play where Nick Anderson scores the touchdown, and they're in the Texas side of the field. They got some, you know, they're an OU fan, a Texas fan, sold their tickets to them, and they took the tickets. And you see the ball go to Nick Anderson, and you see our entire side go crazy. And then this person is keen enough to just go and take their camera and pan on their side, radio silent. You have to experience it. If you've never experienced it, I'm just telling you, you've got to go once. Minimum. You've got to go. It's just, uh, it's unlike any experience I've ever been a part of. And I've played in national championships. I've been in big, you know, conference championships. I've been to NFL, you know, big time games. Nothing like OU Texas. You can't make me believe there's anything like it. Um, and that's special. I want to give a special shout out to Levy. Levy has done a good job of understanding what his quarterback does well and putting him in position to be comfortable. I love that he's putting him in more action scenarios and rollout scenarios and putting him in position to be a factor in the run game, right, where he can use his feet to be an asset. And we had some issues with him earlier in the year. And I, I think it's about time we say, hey, he was figuring out what he had and what the strengths were that Dylan possessed. And, and we've done that. We've kind of itched the scratch of some of the things that we do well this season under this quarterback. And so I wanted to give a few props to that. By the way, to those of you who just don't like him, I can't make you, I can't change your mind. You got to give the man props, just like you got to give other folks props. When they get better, when Stutz gets better, give him props. When DG gets better, give him props. When Levy gets better, give the man props. He's doing a better job coaching the team. But this one falls on the shoulders of BV. A lot of people had questions last year. A lot of people had concerns going into the season. A lot of people were saying hot water if we don't win X, Y, Z number of games. Right. I've said it all along. Ten minimum. Eleven and one was my expectation, but ten was my number. We're at six and oh. Um, every game we'll play from here on out. We should be expected to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 point handicaps. Right. Because we're going to be coming on the field with a better team. We just got to be one and oh, five weeks in a row and then one and oh, after a week and a half of prepping for the Big 12 championship. That's what this thing ends. And we're on the right track. Recruiting's on a massive uptick. Right. A lot of our recruits are, are advocating for us actively on social media, letting everybody know what it is. Our players are coming to perform. They're coming to play. It's a big deal. I love it. I am so proud to be a Sooner. By the way, I was proud to be a Sooner last year. I'll never not be proud, but damn it, it feels better when we kicking some ass and taking some names. 
and we're doing it the way that the winning teams at OU did. We out-physical you, we out-hustle you, and we have way more grit. Guys, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Ten thoughts. Uh, please do me a favor and go on Twitter and just let me know what your thoughts are. What are one or two thoughts you're thinking right now as we go into the bye week? We're going to break down some film. We're going to talk about some adjustments. We're going to give you guys an idea of what potentially could be on the horizon as we heal up, get some of our guys back, right? Have some open competitions at positions that are maybe in the gray area um, and settle on down to get this season back on the backs to the backside where we expect to be playing for championships. So boy, D-Mac, appreciate you guys for tapping in. Uh, appreciate all the communication, the DMs and comments and things. Uh, guys, go check out 360. Stay on the lookout for the Barry and Mac show. Uh, you guys know we, we've got some, some partnering opportunities on the horizon, and uh, we want you guys to be a part of that as well. Have a good evening. God bless. Take care. Oops.